Welcome to Cretech Climate Cast, a podcast series devoted to educating, inspiring, and leading the built world to address the world's biggest crisis, climate change. I'm your host, Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cretech Climate, the leading voice for the real estate industry's commitment to climate tech. Join me each week for 20 minutes as we connect with the world's leading real estate and tech innovators from VCs, real estate companies, academic and nonprofit sectors. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey everyone, it's Michael Beckerman, CEO of Cretech and our newest initiative, Cretech Climate. And thanks for joining me today for an episode of my new podcast, Cretech Climate Cast, where I talk to leaders that are focused on decarbonizing the real estate industry. And as a byproduct of that, addressing climate change, creating healthier and safer work and living environments. Today, I'm so thrilled to be joined by my good friend, Mark Grinis. Mark is the global real estate hospitality and construction leader at EY. He's and his colleagues are huge supporters of Cretech and our entire industry, and in particular, our newest initiative, the Cretech Climate. So, Mark, great to spend some time with you, my friend. How are we doing? Michael, good morning. Welcome. Great, uh, great to be here today. Really looking forward to uh, to our conversation. So, Mark, let's begin by sort of putting it this climate tech, the sustainability ESG initiative in context. What I'd love to hear a little bit about is why is this so important to you personally, as well as to EY? Perhaps you could shed some light on that, that narrative. Well, I guess, you know, for, for first of all, as, a, as an organization, you know, we, we really are focused on not only about providing value to clients, but seeking out long-term value to clients, our customers, our employees, and you know, as you really, our, our organization is is half uh, made up of millennials, and you know, the values of an organization are are incredibly important, and particularly this topic around climate. So it's important to our people, and it's important to our clients. We're very much focused on it. For me personally, you know, uh, uh, running the real estate business, we are a billion-dollar business uh, within eighteen thousand people that are focused in on real estate, and real estate is uh, is in the top three of uh, of its role in in carbon output. And so, you know, I not only think it's it's clearly an important area to to focus on it. I think it's an important business as well, one that you know we at EY think we we take personally on how we address it. To our own organization, but also bring best practices out to other organizations that are on that same journey. That's great, Mark. So let's just uh, let's talk a little bit about your role at EY. What are you specifically responsible for within this massive organization? And then where does climate then fit within your expanded toolbox of services and solutions for clients? Yeah, look, the, uh, the, the, the real estate industry within EY is made up of our hospitality business, our construction business, REIT business, our real estate funds business. Um, it really covers a very, you know, diverse, uh, but, but, you know, individual, uh, uh, companies that really provide real estate, uh, to, to the world. Our home builders, uh, are, are also part of that. 
So you really look at each one and you, you can kind of you know, carve out the importance of uh, in the construction industry. That is a, a very important concrete, you know, when you really get into carbon and you really start to, to, to go through the, the components of real estate, there's a lot, a lot of work we can do. Um, a lot of educating and a lot of, uh, of, of analysis that can be done to really move the needle. I think this is something that, uh, that our, our industry in particular is, uh, is, can be very focused on and really have a major impact. I think within our organization, we really see it in a couple different ways. We see the role of, of our strategy business, um, helping companies focus on a strategy. What should they do? Well, how do you approach it? And we also, from our consulting business, we really see the role of technology being incredibly important on this journey. Technology is what really will pave the way for us to understand metrics, data, reporting. Um, and the only way we can get that is through computer technology to get that information. That's, that's really, in our, our view, the two places where we're highly focused on this journey. You know, one of the reasons, Mark, why I wanted to spend a few minutes with you and why I thought it was so important to have your voice heard by our, our audience at Cretech and Cretech Climate is because, you know, you have such an enormous client base within the real estate industry, but you're also an enormous occupier of real estate. You know, you're a ginormous company. What I was so excited about was when I read about EY's own carbon strategies. And because for me, you know, what I want to make sure that, you know, I'm not sort of pulled into is, for lack of a better word, companies greenwashing attempts, right? Where clearly right now with climate being so much in the news, both politically and in corporate and finance, that a lot of companies are going to jump in and say, yep, us too. But I know that EY's commitment is real, right? So, you know, the ambition is net zero by 2025, reduce absolute emissions by 40%. I mean, that's extraordinary, right? And that's measurable. So could you unpack that a little bit to talk about specifically what is EY doing as it relates to its carbon footprint? You dropped the, the, the greenwashing uh, uh, comment, which I think is, uh, you know, is, is, a, is an important point. You know, the, uh, the, the one thing we know about the Internet is it does kind of live forever. And, uh, and we are on record. Uh, and our, uh, our uh, chairman and CEO, Carmine DeCibio, has made that statement. This is where we're going to be uh, carbon negative uh, by 2020, but this year, 2021, and net zero uh, by 2025. So that is measurable, and to all the three hundred and thirty thousand people that make up EY, you know, we have uh, we have embraced those objectives, goals, and uh, and are looking forward to meeting them. So how do you do it? I think that's you know that's the key. So the first thing you have to understand is 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 what is your carbon output, uh, and where is it coming from within your organization? Not all organizations are the same. We're a professional service, so. Airplanes are part of our uh, uh, our uh, business of of meeting meeting our clients, collaborating with our clients, and getting on airplanes as part of that. That is seventy five percent of our carbon. A big part of the other balance of it is uh, of our electricity usage uh, and so on and so forth. So what we first did was we took each piece of that and said, how can we make a difference? What can we make a difference in? From a, from an air travel perspective, we think we can reduce the amount of air travel we do by 35%. We think we can achieve that. We can use, you know, and the, 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 the importance of an organization like ours is, is you can roll things out at scale 
um, and really be able to, to put in place policies, procedures, and practices to meet those objectives. And we think that, you know, from, uh, from our organization, you can focus in on, we think client interaction, personal interaction, getting our teams together is as important as it has ever been. But the reality is, is there's probably activities around the edges that just as easily we've proven, you know, can be done virtually. Um, and so we're going to, we're mixing that into our policy and really taking on uh, our carbon footprint as respect to travel. I think the second piece is, is we're focused in on our, our uh, role as a landlord. We occupy 25 million square feet. We aren't uh, always the biggest tenant, but sometimes we are. And as the biggest tenant, um, we can set criteria that's important for us. What are important to us from a, a, a metering perspective? Uh, we have a, a, you know, one of our uh, projects, we require smart metering. We're sourcing the energy from hydro. We're using the blockchain to measure the exact amount of units that are coming out of hydro through the smart metering so we know exactly what the carbon uh, usage is at our building. We know how to report it. We know how to measure it. And by, by being in a position to setting those kind of standards you know, of, of requirements to, as, a, as a tenant, you know, we have landlords that are excited to, to respond to that challenge. Um, and to me, that's, you know, that's, it's, it's a, it's a joint effort. It's a, there's a government effort, there's a landlord effort, and there's a tenant effort. And I think with all three of those pulling together, um, I think you're going to see real impact. That's great, Mark. That's, it's inspiring, my friend. Really, really inspiring that a company of your scale and impact, you know, has made such pronounced commitments and goals. And that's where the rubber obviously hits the road. So, you know, you and I have been on this journey, I think from the very beginning when we, you know, came together to to try and bring innovation and technology to the real estate sector. When we first came together on Cretech and thanks to your help and, and your team, we were able to really drive, I think, a lot of technology adoption in the industry. My concern, to be honest, is that, you know, that took a horrific event like the pandemic to really escalate adoption, right? We move to climate, you know, we don't have time to sit around and wait for the real estate industry, which is the single largest contributor to carbon emissions in the world as a category, I believe, that's what our research shows and others, to get its act together to make this a priority. So my question is really, you know, you have a massive client base, you have a big presence in the industry, and you're walking the walk. Okay. What is it going to take to get the industry to embrace all these things that EY is doing with a great sense of urgency? How are we going to do this? I'm actually a lot of, you know, very optimistic, to be honest. Our industry is complicated because there are so many pieces to it. Um, So maybe I'll analogize it to the, the, the car industry for a second. And say so you can obviously see, you know, the mobilization of manufacturers that are completely focused on electrification. Um, and you can see that, um, it at scale. And that, you know, that is going to be transformative. There, I think that same transformation is happening within our industry. It's just happening in different places. I think those providers of building management systems, those that are, um, that are, that are providing the, the, the coolers and the chillers and the heaters and, the, and everything. They're recognizing the role of technology and how important it is that those, those things that power our buildings become smarter and more measurable. I think our landlords are, many of them have taken leadership roles in, in getting data analytics 
because there's there's true ROI. You can immediately, you know, there's no shortage of projects that you know immediately started to measure uh, their usage of energy and was able to cut their costs by 18% because they put the sensors in uh, the seats. They figured out exactly what their occupancy is. For, for us, we cut our space occupancy in half in 10 years. So we went we the equivalent of 50 million square feet to 25 million square feet in 10 years uh, is, is what, in fact, we did. So what does that mean? Did we just all go, you know, shrink down into, you know, 20 square feet per person? No. What we did was we looked at how to manage our occupancy, how to manage our usage of the space, making certain that we don't have a lot of wasteful space, floors that are empty, lights on, heaters going, you know, so on and so forth. That is the way that I think we attacked it. I think many landlords are attacking it that way, that the problem. So, and, and the, the builders and the construction of firms. And then lastly, I think governments are, are playing an important role in creating specs of this is what we need of our new headquarters buildings. This is what we need for the uh, tech companies that are saying, we want our warehouses to have a net carbon uh, uh, amount of X when you construct those projects. So I think I'm actually very optimistic that we are moving in the right direction. I think it, I think in aggregate, we're also a gigantic industry and we've been around for <laughs> hundreds of years. So even though there are some great green shoots, um, there's a lot, to, lot of work to do. You know, I appreciate your optimism. I need more of it because as I really start <laughs> to dive into it and I see the magnitude of the problem, but also the opportunity and responsibility that the industry has, it's just massive. And we, you know, we need a collective action movement to try to drive the industry to embrace some of these tools and technologies. And, you know, I hope that it's not going to be that we're going to have to see more like what we're seeing in New York on Local 97 with more government legislation. I hope that's not the answer. I don't know if it's going to be from uh, you know the the financial sector and the ratings agencies and insurance. I don't know if that's going to have to play a, an outsized role. Perhaps I love the fact you were talking about the demographics of your workforce that are demanding this. That's really really exciting. So if if somebody comes to you and says, Mark, you know we're a big landlord. We're in this market. This is our portfolio. How do we get started? What kind of advice do you give a client as to how? Because a lot of them, as you know, because we've been through this, they don't necessarily have heads of sustainability or climate. You know, a lot of them don't even have heads of real estate. I mean, heads of technology. So how could a real estate company follow your playbook to get started? I think, as I said at the beginning, I mean, you know, you first you have to you have to start with measuring. Like, what where where are we? Um, and and to be able to look at our at your organization. You know, I think the the industry and its and you know the reporting standards around it have have obviously you know, still have got some refinement to do on how we can get some standardization. But I would say there's probably 23 or so good metrics out there that companies can look to to evaluate, okay, how can we measure ourselves? Um, and ultimately probably with the goal to report out. But I think it's it's a first step. And I think you have to establish steps of of you know where you want to be. This isn't this isn't something, okay, we'll 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 do it you know next week. This is going to take some time. We 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 looked at ourselves and said, you know, one of the biggest and most important thing is is, is building awareness, empowering mm. our people. We, we created a tool where people could evaluate their individual carbon footprint. And that part of our app, it's part of our building app. People can 
Well, what is that? We've got all of our information in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in teams of where we're going and if we're meeting and we're flying, we're able to really evaluate at an individual level that carbon footprint. We also are offering um, education. We have this thing called badges where we our people can learn how to um, you know, get what we call kind of their like degrees um, within our organization and, and, and expertise in this field. So what are we doing? We're, we're building awareness, we're setting goals, and we're, we're figuring it out how to measure it. And I think that's the journey just not only for us, but for all organizations. That's the starting point. I'm certain that we're gonna we're gonna pick and roll and we're gonna we're gonna you know you know modify our approaches to certain things, but we've got a clear line of sight of where we want to get to. Um, and then now just how do you implement it and part across an organization? There's some change management that's required, there's some tools and technology that's required, and there's some goal setting. Uh, but but all of those are 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 achievable in today's environment, and the, and technology. I you know, you know last point is is when you and I were five years ago, you know a little sensor you know had to be hardwired and it had to be you know run. You got to figure out where to string the wires and so on and so forth. Today we can stick a battery in it and we're online. And that power of technology to be able to gather the information and measure is the first way of starting uh, on that journey. You know, I love what you said about, and it really was going to be my next question I wanted to unpack with you. I love what you said about, you know, the emphasis on EY's culture. Because again, Mark Grinnis says is a powerful guy within uh, EY. I get it, you know, but it's a massive organization. So if Mark's the only advocate, it's only going to go so far, right? Or your CEO. So I think that that is such a great point is that it's got to be part of the company's culture and DNA, right? That this is important to us as an organization. This is not just, you know, again, greenwashing or a branding exercise. This is what we really believe in as a company. And I guess that comes from leadership, but how do you then get everybody to buy in on that with, you know, throughout your laughing, because I'm sure it's a massive undertaking. So how do you do that? To some extent, we're, you know, part, part of this is, is very difficult to measure. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to report that we've got these uh, uh, virtual power purchasing agreements in place and we have reduced, we have effectively offset the, our energy usage 2X by uh, solar, uh, wind and hydro. And so we've got you know, a, a, a wind farm in Texas. We've got a, a hydro in Zimbabwe and Turkey, and we've got in the UK uh, 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 solar. And and between those contracts, we can you know, demonstrate that we've offset our energy uh, electricity usage uh, twofold. So so what is that? How do you translate that? Right? You could say to your people, "Well, we're excited. We just offset two million tons." of CO2. That's okay. To That's a data point. It's a very meaningful one, but it's a little bit nebulous. But when you talk about, we've got a, a, a collaboration with South Pole, and we are um, reforesting and protecting the forests um, in, in certain parts of Africa, and that is you know, could, you know, offsetting um, the CO2s. Um, and, and here's how we're doing it. You can have programs and initiatives that make, become very real. And, and, and I don't think any of our people can't not get behind. This is clearly the right thing to do. And, the, and, the, and lastly, when you start to do things at scale, the price 
thumbs down. It works. Um, you know, the, you can put in smart glass in buildings and you are doing things at scale and it reduces your energy costs. That is, I think, you know, it, it's not just exactly because it's the right thing to do. It's also because it's good business. Yeah. And that's, I guess, what Bill Gates talks about, that green premium of prices coming down when you get that kind of adoption. That's, that's really inspiring, Mark. So just a couple other thoughts. You know, the real estate industry, uh, we did a uh, some analysis with Fifth Wall, our other great partner, in addition to EY and ULI's Green Print. And we we're able to track that it's about $100 million over the last decade that the real estate industry has invested direct dollars into climate technologies, which is hopefully inadequate given the size of the industry and right. the scale of the problem. So that's our collective mission, right? How do we drive more dollars invested by real estate companies. That number needs to be, you know, a hundred, a thousand times greater. Is that what it's going to take? What you just illustrated, which is examples of an ROI that these companies can experience by investing those dollars. Is that what it's going to take? Is that the language that we need to start talking to the industry at large about in addition to just it's the right thing? I guess this is the way I look at it. I said, you know, there's the club approach, right? There's the 23 states that have set emissions targets. Um, and, and if you don't meet it, you know, it, it's the club approach and you could say, and you, and that's one way to do it. Um, and, and, and some of those can be, you can be very effective. There's the competitive side, which is, you know, if you're going to, prov- you know, provide space to XYZ gigantic government organization, and they give you kind of standards with respect to what you, the specifications of your building must be, and you don't meet those standards, you now are not competitive and you cannot play in that, that arena. And then, you know, lastly, from a, a competition for talent, we, uh, we're working with some of the biggest universities on how to really create a, uh, a, a message to their students on how they're prioritizing what is their carbon agenda? What is their ESG agenda? And, and we find that from a competition for talent and people, that that's incredibly motivating and right for their organizations and business. So, and then lastly is, is probably, how are you reporting? I think the, you know, capital is going to start to look at, you know, so there's trillions of dollars of sovereign wealth fund money and out there, and uh, um, it will start to prioritize those that are able to report out. So I think there are many legs of the stool, and I don't think there's necessarily just one um, that's going to get us to where we need to be. I think actually all of them are going to play important roles, competition, reporting, uh, rules, I think they all uh, all play a role, um, and I think you know, hopefully we will work in a in a constructive way that will get us there quickly. That's great, Mark. Well, you you know you give me hope, my friend. You give me opti- a sense of optimism because uh, you know I know how hard this challenge is going to be, but I know how important it is. And again, for Cretac, as you know, uh, and EY, this is not about greenwashing. This is not a PR stunt. I mean, this is something we all personally believe in the mission as well as the opportunity for the real estate industry to be a leader. So, my final question for you, Mark, is. Where do you draw your inspiration from? You know, where are there people, projects, clients that you look at? And I know you love all your clients, but are there, I don't mean to put you on the spot where you say, you know, that's the example that, that inspires me. I guess I'll, I'll, I'll answer it a little bit differently. 
you know, you know, there's kind of a phrase of, you know, once you see something, you know, you can't unsee it. And, and I, I, I had a moment in, in my life where, you know, I, I, I was walking down the, the hallway of, of our offices and it was on a Friday. What's that? That's a hallway? I'm sorry. What is that? What, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and, sorry, keep going. And I, I've been, you know, focusing on a lot of building technology. And I kind of looked around and I saw this, you know, this ocean of cubicles that weren't occupied. And and in my mind, I saw, you know, the the electric meter with that thing, you know, spinning in it. And I I can't unsee it anymore. So when I, you know, I now I when I go to clients, I go to this. I, I, I look at the building management systems. I look at the occupancy. I see it. And I think that's, that, I think that's just, you know, a, an education. And I think as we get our entire industry seeing it, I think we will all be pulling and rowing in the same direction. Uh, and I think many, many of our clients already have. Uh, and so I do think if the one thing I'd say is, is if, if you're, if you're still a skeptic, I would suggest to you the train has probably left the station. And I think I'd highly recommend getting on it. I, I don't know how I can uh, summarize any better than that, my friend. That is, that is hopeful. That is insightful. And as always, Mark, thank you so much for all of your support of Cretech, yes, and Cretech Climate, but also just for as an advocate and a, and a passionate voice in our industry. Technology, yes, and now climate. Yes. And it's through your leadership personally and EY as a, as a global organization that I, I do believe we will get there. It won't be easy, but thanks to you and your team around the world, I know we've got a really good chance to make a, a significant impact in addressing climate change and creating healthier, safer work and living environments for, for everybody. And in particular, the, the generation that's coming behind us, which we've got obviously huge responsibility to. So thank you, my friend, for your time today. It was incredibly insightful and um, inspiring. Michael, thank you. Always a pleasure. And, uh, and thanks to Cretech Climate for really shining a light on this. It's, uh, it's incredibly important. So thanks again. If you want to hear more about top industry trends, please hit subscribe and join us on this journey to reimagine real estate. If you've enjoyed listening to this week's episode, please be sure to give us a five-star rating and share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. To stay up to date on leading climate tech trends and topics, join the Cretech Climate Community by clicking the link in our bio. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next week.